What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. It's not another Buffalo podcast. With John. All you people out there who are like, these idiots don't know anything. First of all, you're right. And second of all, ha. like why? It's like, you ever watch um, Arrested Development where George Blue Sr.'s crying and he's like, why does Oscar have hair and I have money? Why can't I have money and have hair and Oscar have nothing? And Brando. If Eli Manning can beat an undefeated New England Patriots team, then I can do anything that I want in this world. On Buffalo Rumblings. Welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with my buddies, Pat and Brando. This is uh, Buffalo Rumblings Podcast. You can find us on all platforms at Not Buff Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Small City Real Estate. If you're buying, selling, or need help with property management in Western New York, you got to call Zach Corzillis at 585-409-1088. Again, that's 585-409-1088. And Zach will get you all set up. So, Brando, you said next Monday is the beginning of tampering or legal tampering. Yeah. But these teams have been tampering, right? Right. The players, you know, Von Miller's on the phone all the time. He's got to be. Von Miller is probably the most tampering person in the United States from the period of (laughs) February to March 1st. Not named Donald Trump, yes. The U.S. government (laughs) says otherwise, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a much different form of tampering. I'm curious to see, you know, they're at the combine today. So we'll have the combine come out later on this week. And now you have McDermott on the competition committee with... Sean McVay, you you hear about these big get togethers with these GMs and and coaches, you know, in baseball, you have the owners meetings and you get some deals that are made there. And then in the NFL, you have the combine and you have all these other things where these these big heads all get together. They have to be chatting about stuff, right? They're talking about, are you going to lose this guy? Well, you know, you're going to try to save this guy. Like somebody from Cincinnati was like, we're franchising T Higgins guys settle down. No, he's not going to hit the market. Right. And then like somebody has to know about this. So I'm curious. I would love to be a fly on the wall in those rooms. Lots of strategical leaks this time of year. Right. You know, yeah. somebody's agent says this, somebody, you know, somebody leaks this and it's, you know, it's inside information. Yeah, they got Yeah, but it's all it's all intentional. It all has a purpose. So. Well, that's I was listening to them talk about this the other day about Chicago with Justin Fields. And, you know, first, Justin Fields is going to Pittsburgh. Now, Justin Fields is going to Atlanta. Maybe Justin Fields ends up in New England. And it's like, who is leaking this? What benefits who? The agent is trying to get credibility within the team, right? So if you're a beat reporter for the Steelers and, and the Steelers are in negotiations for Justin Fields and they want Chicago to know Russell Wilson is an option. So they're going to play that agent and say, hey, we're, we're close to Russell Wilson here. So I want you to leak that to maybe put some pressure on Chicago to give us a better deal for Justin Fields. So it's just a big game, right? It's just a who's blowing smoke, who's blowing BS and you know, who's just blowing. Yeah, who's just blowing. Yeah. 
<laughs> Still funny. the New York Jets. Suck it. Um, <laughs> so you were talking about some free agents that are going to be on the market this offseason. So, yeah, I got a little, little thing here for you guys. By the way, I just sorry, I forgot to do this at the top of the episode. Just to give you guys a rundown, I got to do this a little bit more often. We have a good show. We got quotes with Pat on the end, so stick around for that. We got a John's Top 10 this week. I slacked last week. I apologize. So we're going to talk about some free agent prospects. Also, maybe I missed this, but maybe we haven't had the three of us together, but we have to crown a game picks champion. <laughs> oh, is let's, it, let's is do it that. you? Let's do, <laughs> let's do that right now. <laughs> Brandon, you won. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is this I just don't this is, speech. Is, speech, it, is this two speech, in a row? Speech. Three in a row? It's two out of three, man. John got me last year. So we're not quite a dynasty, but I'd like to thank my mom and my dad for raising me to like sports. Oh, and they're already playing the wrap-up music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know, oh, maybe we should give us our final number at some point here, but yeah, it's okay. Oh, uh, here, I'll open the spreadsheet here. Sheets.google.com. What a website. I don't know why I was thinking about it. I'm looking at my papers here and I got old notes written down and I have the game picks written here. See, you know, I think I, I haven't updated it since the Super Bowl. All right, did Baltimore clear minus four? No. <laughs> They did not. Red. Uh, San Francisco minus seven and a half. Uh, 34-31. Lions covered. Kansas City obviously covered for the Super Bowl. Wow. I went 0-3 over the last three <laughs> picks. And uh, Brando went a resounding 3-0. and So that brings Brando to 67-54. and Final record. Write it down. Scrapbook it. Oh, man. With those long shot picks I, I did in the last little bit to try to catch up with Brando, I knocked myself under 500. Well, that's all right. If you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> go big or go home. That brings my total to 59-62. and 62, Losing record. And Pat went 2-1 and one over the last three picks, bringing his record... And bringing home the second place trophy Ooh. in this year's game picks, not last, second place, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That brings his total to a 63 and 58. It's not so bad. Hopefully, all those numbers add up to the same number, but I don't, don't have check our calculator right. on right here. Yeah. So, Pat only finished four games back of Brando over the course of, you know, whatever, some odd hundred game season. So we gotta do something to mix up the game picks next year. I feel like we need like a, like a wild card pick or like a pick your upset of the week or something. We'll figure it out. We'll do something goofy. Yeah. The, the like, biggest spread, the smallest spread, a pick them game, Bill's game, and maybe one other one. Yeah. Also like we'll a, do a, a fan week, poll. We could do a, a poll on Twitter. What if we, we, you know, we need, we need like, uh, we need penalties for going own six over the course of a week or something like that too. Like some kind of crazy thing, but Pat's queue for that is already full at this point. I think Pat's got like six TikToks (laughs) in the pipeline. He still needs to put out. So no, my girlfriend is is literate with the TikToks. So I will be talking it up soon here. That's right. It's all right. The business world moves slowly, Pat. It's, it's it's all right. (laughs) This is some USPS level, uh, <laughs> that's funny. Sorry, sidebar us there. I was just curious. no, no, no. That's all right. We can send you a certificate. I'm <laughs> telling you, we gotta get a trophy. I'm gonna look. I got a trophy guy. We really should. It should be. It should. You got a trophy guy. I got a trophy guy. Yeah. You got a trophy guy, right. Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> I got a guy. I'll I'll reach out to him and I'll see what I can get. Maybe like a thirty dollar trophy with like ten spots on it, where we could update it year to year. Like the Stanley Cup, and you you keep it in yeah. the background each year. Yeah. I like that. But this year, 
moving into the off season. I have a game for you guys, this or that. Now the Buffalo bills, they updated the salary cap, the NFL, and, and we are only, I think 38 million over the cap now in the red, but Connor McGovern just uh, restructured his contract as of like eight 30 PM, maybe five minutes ago. So with that $13 million bump, we're only, you know, we have about negative $36 million in cap space now, instead of negative, like $46 million in cap space. So it's the grass is still red, but it could get greener. A couple of restructures, a couple of moves from Brandon Bean. So I have this list here and we talked about wide receivers in our last show. We talked about drafts versus free agency. And we're like, how John's like, I don't want to have some low level wide receiver that you plug in here to try to be your wide receiver too. And then we brought up Madden because I'm doing that and Madden in my Madden league, but thought that was a valid point. So with that salary cap bump, you might have enough money to resign Gabe. I don't think you will because I think you get somebody like the lions or the chiefs that have a ton to throw some money at him, but we're going to play this or that. I have some lists of wide receivers here. Now, the first thing that you have to choose in this, this or that is, would you like this receiver or Gabe Davis? Then we can compare the free agent wide receivers amongst each other, but you're really only going to get one of them. Probably. I don't think you're going to get more than one of these guys. So for starters and Pat broke this surprise early on today um, was Mr. Torch the bills in London, Calvin Ridley, who is a free agent. And I, I have been a fan of, Calvin Ridley. I, uh, I like what he brings to the table, especially as a gambler. That man has no limits. He <laughs> I was going to say not a financial advisor. <laughs> yes, he is not a financial advisor, but Calvin Ridley, would you take Calvin Ridley on this Buffalo Bills roster? If that means that you lose Gabe Davis and oh. probably Leonard Floyd. Yeah. Really? I, uh, I mean, I Leonard Floyd, like the Leonard Floyd is what makes me hesitate. Like if we're doing straight up dis or dat, Gabe Davis or Calvin Ridley, like, sorry, Gabe, give me Calvin Ridley in that case. But Leonard Floyd, I think I'd rather keep Leonard Floyd on this team. They're going to need edge rushers next year. So sport track pegs Ridley's projected value at about 16 to 17 million per year. And we'll see if he gets that. I don't know if he'd get that from Buffalo. Well, I don't think we can afford that, but if he gets, you know, if you're, probably if you're not. talking 12 to 13 million, that's more in Gabe Davis's ballpark. So Calvin really is probably going to make more than Gabe deservingly. And you would have to make some moves to get him, but I think he would right. be the perfect one B. He reminds me a lot of John Brown uh, across yeah. from Gabe Davis. Oh, I agree. I think yeah. or across from Stefan Diggs. So he's, he's yeah. my favorite choice. I don't know how we do that. And I think uh, you, you do sacrifice Leonard Floyd and maybe you take a wide uh, D lineman at the, with your first round pick, if you sign somebody like Calvin Ridley, but, right? Okay, next what one. What about wide receivers without a gambling budget? I uh, like this one. This guy, <laughs> former wide receiver one in the NFL, has fallen off a little bit. Still a player though. His name would be the Michael Thomas from New Orleans, who is a free agent, and he's over thirty. I want to say he's 30, 33. I was gonna say he's. I feel like he's been on the saints like mark ingram was on the saints when this man was on the saints like yeah like reggie bush might have been on the saints when that yeah. guy was on the i just saints. i feel like he's not he's more of like an over the middle type guy right he's not necessarily like a torch you deep he's more like a quick slant like over the he's middle a take guy. a big hit for the first down in his prime right. he was everywhere guy right but he reminds me of the emmanuel sanders type right we got emmanuel sanders in here yeah 
on a cheap $5 million deal coming off of the end of his career trying to win a Super Bowl. He might not be the only option, though. If you but, if you but, sign I Michael mean, Thomas, you have to... He's he's phoming at the mouth. That's a good quarterback play, too. I mean, you think about you go from Drew Brees to famous James to... Derek Carr, I mean, yeah. So last year he had, I mean, he's had three seasons in a row with injuries. Uh, 39 receptions, 448 yards, one touchdown. You know, I I think that could be a flyer, a very cheap flyer. But, you know, 10 games, seven starts, 64 targets, 448 yards. So a bit of a spicy take here. Michael Thomas, he's had the injury stuff, but I think having him on this team next season would more likely resemble the season that Kelvin Benjamin had with the Bills than it would <laughs> the the Emmanuel Sanders season, unfortunately. That's an interesting take. I, I I might not disagree with you, but I had good feelings about his name when I wrote his name down. And now I, <laughs> right, I've, right. I've kind it's of changed about, my mind on him a little it's bit. It's all yeah. about the associated emotions. You see a name. <laughs> Michael Thomas, he was really good at one point. But yeah, he's, yeah. Had, he's had trouble with injuries. So, you know, if you want to set yourself up to have a, a deficit at the position at, at some point in the season and be doing practice call-ups for Andy Isabella, I, I think that that's a sure way to do it, unfortunately. Okay. Fair enough. All right, so this I, next I guy. would take Gabe Davis over Michael Thomas next season. Just for okay. this or that purposes. That's a good, that's that's what I was looking for here. Next one, maybe a little bit more intriguing. I think this guy fits almost to a T what you are looking for. And his name would be the Josh Reynolds from the Detroit Lions. Oh, he's he, oh, oh, he snake bit low, dude. He well, he did drop that. He did drop that fourth. And the Lions may be Super Bowl champions. If yes, he's he doesn't drop roster. two big passes. So, yeah, I'm saying if he can't catch a Jared, a Jared Goff softball, you think this guy's got hands to catch the Josh Allen fastball? Like, well, that's not the question. The question is him or Gabe <laughs> Davis. All right, that, uh, Gabe Davis had dropped balls too, but. Well, what what is it like? As told by Ginger, you guys ever watched that show on Nickelodeon where she's like, "Someone once told me the grass was much greener on the other side," and I paid a visit, and it's possible I missed it. Seemed a little <laughs> different, but exactly the same. Macy Gray, she's a great singer, but a little different, exactly the same. Yeah, I I might even still lean towards Gabe Davis because I think he's a better fit for our offense at this point, like where it is in time. I mean, how okay. old is Josh Reynolds? Also, he's our he's, age. He's ninety, born in ninety five. He's twenty eight. He's going to be 29. So here's a couple of more infor- informations about him. Some more informations on Josh Reynolds. Um, Love those information. He, his uh, spot track expected contract is half of Gabe Davis. It's $7 million a year, which is exciting. He had 40 catches, 600 yards, five touchdowns, a 15.2 average yards per catch. And that's the number that reminds me a lot of Gabe Davis. So chunk plays, touchdowns. Drops the ball in the playoffs, half the price of Gabe Davis. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and honestly though, I feel like, I mean, he's kind of got like a what's what's his name, Ernest Boehner, like fumbles in the AFC Championship and costs the Browns their only chance to the Super Bowl, and then he wins three Super Bowls. So maybe he's just just getting it out of him right now. I don't know, cost effective, I suppose. How old is Gabe Davis? Gabe Davis is like born in ninety eight though. He's oh, younger he's than us. Isn't younger, he? yeah. Gabe Davis is younger. I don't know his age right now. I, I um, he's twenty four, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he's born oh in God. 2000. Older, he's in junior high. <laughs> Who's older, Dalton Kincaid or Gabe Davis? Dalton, Dalton Kincaid, Kincaid is like is like I want to say he's like less than six months younger than Gabe Davis. Isn't yeah, he? he's 24. Also. Well, isn't because well, Dalton Kincaid like bounced around. He did a little junior college stuff, right? Right. Yeah, he was a four year player. Didn't play a lot of football. 
in high school, right? Senior year. And yeah, I'm sure if you pulled up, yeah, you know, Dalton Kincaid is probably older than Tremaine Edmonds or something like that. <laughs> something random like that. You know, Tremaine Edmonds is still 16. Yes. Well, I wouldn't be opposed to him. Maybe it's my Lions bias. I think it's better than Michael Thomas. So my on my paper, I wrote Michael Thomas or Josh Reynolds because that oh, was going to so be this the, is this, be this is that or that. Or yeah, this, this that or that. Yeah, this that or that or this or yeah. this. This this these or were, that. These were both previous disses, right? Is Gabe well, Davis the like, that or the dis? Like the South Park voting episode where they have to choose between giant douche or turd sandwich. Like, <laughs> Basically, oh, man. so I, I mean, I, I'm not opposed to Josh Reynolds, but I, if you I would don't take like him Jack- over Michael Thomas, I, I think yeah. that, yeah, I think if you were going best value, that award goes to Josh Reynolds. Well, and also if Josh um, Reynolds makes those two catches, he's probably worth a hell of a lot more than he is right now. So you're buying low. Good point. And, and here's the thing. I'm, you have to look at these value guys. You're not going to get Gabe Davis at a discount. You're not going to get a guy. Right at 12, 13, 14 million dollars a year. I'm looking at the 7 million dollar bin and I'm looking at the 5 million dollar bin and I'm looking at the 10 million dollar bin and the 10 million dollar bin we're going to give up somebody if we get that. Which is why like my first thought when you said, so here's a guy who could be perfect for us. I was like, "Oh, so he's going to uh, a first or a second round wide receiver?" Like <laughs> Wait, this the, all of these options suck compared to a first wide receiver. Who's I think the dude you do who this says- so here's a guy, isn't there? There's like a meme of a guy who says that. It's Chris Collinsworth. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Sorry. It took me a second. A here's a guy that dropped two balls on fourth down. It cost the Lions right. the Super Bowl. But <laughs> yeah. no, th- Chris this- Collinsworth, the used, the used car salesman kicking the tires on all these old wide receivers. So here's a guy. These receivers are on top of a wide receiver in the first round, except for maybe Calvin Ridley. But this is right. your veteran that you add in with your rookie, even if it's a second rounder. Yeah. So... All right. The next one I have for you here, I have uh, four more for you. So his name is Mr. DJ Chark, also former Lion, also former Panther. Now, I don't like him as much as I like Reynolds, but he has, he fits the same kind of mold. Averages 15 yards per catch, 35 catches, 525 yards, five touchdowns, almost the same stat line, 50 yards less. Coming in maybe five to six million a year, cheaper than Reynolds. It's just the last name, though. You're just like, yo, you're such a shark. Or like, yo, I have to, I just took the worst <laughs> shark this morning. Or like- he's 27, so he's younger than both of those guys. 6'3, 200 pounds. He wears 17 in Carolina, so that could be a problem, but. I don't know. Yeah, He's don't a lot know. cheaper. Not, than, again, these, these, I just don't want to pay these. Gabe Davis 14 million. This is the bin we're looking in. So again, uh, compare him to the other. None of these are going to be exciting, right? They're, well, these well, are, actually, again, two, we're, we're getting better value because, yeah. you know, the, the value chart goes up exponentially. It's a logarithmic thing. It's not a yeah. linear thing, you know, in most value cases. But I'm still like, give me two wide receivers in the first two rounds. Like, what? what? I'm with it. I agree, like, man. I'm not opposed like, to you. Your chances of getting out of there with zero quality wide receivers in the first year is like pretty low. It's got to be like less than 25%. Anyway, um, that's what we talked about last episode. Yeah. I just keep thinking Sorry. that you're going to need somebody with your rookie. You have Khalil Shakur, yeah. but you're going to need one more. So you got to sign somebody. Isn't, do you think that Khalil Shakur and Stefan Diggs is enough seniority in that room at this no. point? No, no. Because Khalil Shakir's got two years under his belt. Right. You need an outside guy. And to our to outside guy's not available in the first two rounds of the draft. <laughs> look at last year, man. We had to move up two spots just to get Kincaid after they all went. So you could be sitting at twenty eight 
and think you're going to get a guy and then the wide receiver train leaves the station. Yeah, I and mean, they we, go could into a, we could luck into a Puka Nakua or something, though. You never know. I'm not. I'm again, I'm all for we're going to draft a guy. We have to we have to add to it, though. You, you can't be stuck with no depth, with an injury or if Steph digs. You know, slows down and Khalil Shakir gets shot. You just you need to have options here. So, okay, next one, Curtis Samuel, fast guy. Was he's uh, on again. the he's oh. on the Commanders? Yeah, Commanders. Commanders. I actually kind of like I kind of like Curtis Samuel. What's what's the sport track value? Because I think he could be a little bit like I mean, if he's like your wide receiver four or five though. So he also has connections to the Panthers as he was drafted there in 2017. But I cannot find a expected contract for him he's coming off of a 11 million dollar a year contract it's got to be less than that right yeah i don't think he played up to 11 million dollar value i mean also sam howell throwing you the ball probably is going to make your value go down but so i again i'm looking at spot track and I remind you that the market value for gabe davis is 14 million a year okay they have curtis samuel's market value about 10 still yeah this the so. wide receivers are just so expensive these days it's just that's why they you are. gotta hit them in the draft right also by the way tank dell was round three pick 69 for the texans and it's easy to cherry pick stuff like that because then you're like oh look puka nakua round five pick 177 well the bills also took a fifth round wide receiver and it was justin shorter and he was on the practice squad for the entire year so Who also could be a flashy. Maybe could be it could be something. Yeah. I don't know. He could He could be. But also Josh Downs was another round three pick that has shown yep. some value this year. He had a, a decent year and had some kind of role. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that this is the perfect time to get that round one wide receiver underneath Stefan Diggs's wing. Yeah. Like, let yeah. him be the mentor for a year for a superstar wide receiver, or at least someone you have hopes of being a superstar wide receiver. Yeah. You need somebody that's going to be the number one. Right. None of these guys are going to be the number one. But this next name on the free agent wire does intrigue me a little bit. And he is a former hero in Buffalo. And his name would be Tyler Boyd, even though he Mm -hmm. does operate from the slot. He's very versatile. I don't I like this pick. How how much is he, though? So Tyler Boyd is not cheap, but he is not going to be able to fit in, I think, in. Cincinnati. He's coming in at eight million per year. And when T. Higgins was injured, Tyler Boyd went off a few games. And if he, you know, if he signs somewhere between eight and ten, I just he's a good guy to have in your in your locker room, right? He's one of those guys that could make people better around him. You you slot him in for the injury. He has done exactly what we need before. He stepped up for a number one wide receiver that was hurt and gave you number one numbers for a couple of weeks. And he's sure handed with the ball which is something that we need to say about our wide receiver room. And we're not confidently saying that with the group that we have now. So I like Tyler Boyd, probably the best out of all this, the nonsense that I've been spewing to you guys. But again, probably the best combination of value and like actual skill level. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. He's someone I would compare a lot more closer to the Emmanuel Sanders kind of thing. But Emmanuel Sanders was, was probably cheaper than Tyler Boyd. By, it, by he could be too. the only reason I, I don't say that is because Boyd's primarily a slot guy and Sanders was primarily the outside guy. And we don't right. need a slot guy, especially with Kincaid, Knox and Shakir on the roster. But give me give me all the weapons that you can have. Right. It's 
It's one of those right. things. Give me the weapons. And, and I got one more for you. And uh, I'm just kind of saying it for comic relief here because we talked about oh, it a no, lot. Oh, but no. Oh, no. Is it Kadarius Tony? No, I didn't. I would never write his name. Okay. No. It's Odell Beckham Jr., though. I mean, so. I mean. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Zay Jones or something. But uh. <laughs> no, he's locked That'd up, be. man. He's he's a uh, he's locked up. So in a contract. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not in jail. Also, oh, big drop in that win and in Jaguars game. So right, so right. I, I'm not a, really a fan of that, but I, you know, if you if you put a gun to my head, I'm taking Tyler Boyd, probably Curtis Samuel, Reynolds, or Ridley. But we'll, we'll see what I Brandon mean, Bean has to say. I, I would take Odell. I, I don't think he would accept any sort of veteran league minimum or anything. But no, he's he's probably going to want ten. What did he made fifteen last year? Bring back Andy Dalton's hero. Andy Dalton backs up Josh Allen. Tyler Boyd signs as a free agent. Boom done for agency for all time's sake yeah <laughs> all right but. so something else that came up this week it's been a hot topic of conversation around the uh the internets so to speak talking about possible court storming bans what to do about it how, how do you guys feel about it you like i mean anyone likes watching a good court storm right I mean, what's the difference between a field storm and a court storm though because i, I always think of remember mr carpino's room where he has the fandemonium poster and they're tearing yeah. down the goalpost. Yeah. is that safer yeah. is a, is a field storm safer than a court storm i think it is probably i think it is a little bit more area like i think it's just space have either of you like, guys ever been part of one i mean at belmont you guys probably had some big upsets every once in a while yeah never a court storm everyone was uh I mean, no, no one was really rowdy at, at Belmont University. They acted like they've been there before. You know, <laughs> right. they acted like they've been there before. Yeah, I have two takes no. on this. We were so, getting ready for our round one uh, exit out of March Madness every year. So that's just oof. what we were prepping for. So Mike Shope was just talking about this on WGR today. And he was talking about in 1988, the Bills beat the Jets to clinch the division. And they stormed the field and brought the goalposts down. And that's he the has, pandem- pandemonium poster. The Carpino one, just to go yep. back to what Pat was saying. Same thing. So, yeah. so he, uh, one of my, one of the parents of one of my students has a piece of the goalpost from that game. <laughs> but Mike has a piece of the field goal netting behind the upright, and he said he was in like a tug of war match. He was wearing these work gloves, <laughs> and it just kept ripping. And he was like, "I just got so much of it." And he's like, "Then I put it in my coat and went away." But he's like, "I was in high school at the time," and he's telling the story on the air, and it got me thinking. And I'm like, "Can you say this?" As a employee of WGR who has press passes. With <laughs> I mean, the statutes of limitations. Though, I was going to say, what's the statute of limitation on stealing goal netting? <laughs> I don't know. I, well, it just got me thinking because we, it says in my contract with the Bills, like, you are not allowed to do that and you have to prevent it if possible. So, my professional opinion on this is don't storm the court, the field in if, Buffalo. If you're employed by if the I'm team. working there. Yeah. So, but my fan side of this is if I'm in Detroit, I'm storming the Ford Field, right? Or like if I'm in, uh, you know, <laughs> who's a good upset? Like, you know, Syracuse beats Duke or something for a national title or something, you know. I'm not opposed to it. I just, it is crazy. I feel like I would be the one to get crunched too, right? These players get, I'm, I'm a skinny guy, right? I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm going to get smacked. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a get off my lawn old man kind of person, but I think there's got to right. be some sort of balance here, right? Just do it of something that means something. I mean, right. regular season, no. A meaningful game. Bills break the drought. I would have stormed the field and there's nobody playing. We would all probably storm that field in Buffalo that night of New Year's Eve when the Bills yeah. broke the drought and there's no game going on. Yes. But 
Well, I'm right. going to be at the Syracuse game tomorrow, and I, I uh, would like to see some sort of storm. <laughs> all right. As long as it's not premeditated, then, then you're all Have you ever seen okay. the ice stormed? I feel like that would be counterproductive, but... No, what are you talking about? Like, storm the ice in a hockey yeah, game? It, it doesn't oh, happen no, in you hockey can't, games. You can't yeah. do that. Lack, yeah, lack, of, lack of footing. Dying. Yeah. I saw right. Rob Ray beat up a fan in a hockey game once. Really? <laughs> Yeah, it's like super famous. The fan like jumped the bench or something like that. And Rob Ray took care of it. And that's one of those things that you don't hold back on and you set the precedent. Like you, you don't you don't mess with this. This is what's going to happen. Right. Right. I wonder what the uh, like the legal rules of assault of revolving that are. You'll have to Does look he- up the clip to see it. But I think something like that was in play. It was like you jumped into a assault a player. Well, isn't it like have like you guys ever watched himself. that Malice in the Palace documentary? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Go Pistons. But, you know, don't throw. Well, you guys both unknowingly have tipped off some things on my top 10 that we hadn't (laughs) talked about before the episode. So based on this whole court storming controversy, I decided to, uh, you know, put together a little list of the top 10 ways to deter court storming. You know, just doing everything we can to help out to uh, to just deter it. You know, maybe not prevent it completely. Honorable mention, put Brandon on the security staff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, some things that might work. Top 10 ways to deter court storming. Number 10, put Cam Newton in charge of courtside security. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that clip uh, from this past week. Pat, you didn't, you, you unknowingly spoiled this, but uh, number nine, make all sports ice sports. You're not going to get any court storming because of that. Did you guys see the clip of some, there's some football league that does football on ice. Yes. I saw some highlight. Yes. I had no skates? idea this existed. No. No, they're on like, like regular boots Sneakers. and it's just a bunch of guys yeah. like waddling around on the ice. I don't know how that doesn't get old very quick, but anyway, top 10 ways to deter court storming. Number eight, copy the Detroit Pistons offense. If you don't win games, you don't have to worry about anybody storming the court. Uh, number seven, impose an interest rate raise on all student loans for anyone who storms. I could do it. They can't go uh, any higher. <laughs> right. Uh, number six, only allow people wearing the Trump sneakers on the court. The nice gold, high yep. tops. Yep. Oh man, I'll put a picture in the three ninety nine for this. Three ninety nine for yeah. Wait, like four hundred dollars? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. My god. What are we doing? Uh, number five, just lose. Uh, number four, court stormers must complete fifty hours of community service or attend three Sabres games. Yep. Uh, number three, let Elon Musk buy your team and run the marketing department. <laughs> Uh, number two, court stormers are required to get a New York Jets tattoo. I like that. And the number one way to deter court storming, a post-game Nickelback concert. <laughs> you have to sit that'll, front row. <laughs> that'll keep them off. <laughs> anyway, as far as real reasons, like a real deterrence, I have no idea what that looks like. They can't prosecute everybody. Right. Yeah, and that's that's the beauty in court storming. <laughs> well, didn't there used right. to there used to be like this woman in the MLB back in the day that would like run on the field and kiss players or whatever? So there's like a whole history of court storming and stuff. That's 
quite interesting. So and like it used to in the seventies, it used to happen all the time. Like I think Hank, yeah. like Hank Aaron broke the record or whatever, and then everyone like broke the home run record, and then everyone yeah. stormed the field or whatever. So right. I want to say, think, do you think that the bar is getting lower for a court storm? Is that no, the no, higher, higher, higher no. way higher? You think the bar is getting higher? Way higher. As no a kid, way. I used to watch court storms happen all the time, and I feel like in today's world with enhanced security and like you know people working for the state that the the college is operated by you know <laughs> all right all right i just didn't know if, i didn't know if like you know an unranked team beats a ranked team they usually in a see a regular court, season you, game in january right you get a court storm these days right have you always I, gotten a court storm for that i don't know i when's the last i mean i don't watch sports center or anything really I'm, i i but like i can't tell you the last time i saw a court storm Yesterday, there's been like four in the last <laughs> month, man. There's so right, many. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, they like they happen yeah. all the time. And like, what was the context of the last few? That you just get it. You just gave it. I think the difference between like what you're saying though, Pat. Back then, you know, these records that were broken then, you know, they stood for a while. And you know, the the sport is still, you know, we're 30, 40 years more into the history of the game. And maybe these records that were being broken then, that like they're just crushed now. Like Hank Aaron's. Right, right. Like Whatever. I'm saying, like yeah. Hank Aaron beating the entire like the home run record. That's an achievement, you know. I don't know. But when ba- when Barry Bonds did it, they didn't storm the court. They chased after his ball pretty intensely. But so storming the field, okay. Storming the court, not okay. I don't know. Now we're getting dicey. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I've always like <laughs> wanted to. I mean, I th- I feel like everyone has uh, the friend of the show, Jacob Otto, did when he was at Penn State. I remember they did storm. Pat, the field. didn't you and a couple other people storm the court after one of our basketball games? But there was only like seven people that did it. <laughs> or were you were you always just talking about it? Probably talking Maybe about it. Talking we had the bird it. calls. We had the bird calls. Remember, That's Casey right. Arnold brought the uh, the duck calls, and we. <laughs> 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 Uh, good times. All right. Uh, actually, hang on. We got to build in a break to this episode. So uh, stick with us. We'll be right back after the break with some quotes with Pat. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. 
Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for the Weekly Sabres Update. Ladies and gentlemen, we are hanging a new banner in HSBC Arena. What is it now? Key Bank Center? We're hanging a banner. We're hanging a banner. I don't know if you guys heard, but the Sabres have won three games in a row for the first time this year. This has been your Weekly Sabres Update. We're still 11 points out of a playoff spot. And John, that banner is going to be hung from a new roof and a new scoreboard. We're getting a new jumbotron and a new roof and not, like, not going to get cup holders in the 300 section. Yes, we but. get to watch opponents highlights and, and higher picture quality. <laughs> right. Well, in uh, the last jumbotron fell like a year into right. its That's life. what I'm thinking. So, That's the image yeah. that is in my head right now yeah. as far as jumbotrons go. Yeah, so hopefully so. they get that fixed up. Anyway, close with Pat. There are things that people said. It's time for quotes with Pat. There are things that people said. All right, all right. Um, that was weak Matthew McConaughey. Matthew yeah, McConaughey on thing. his deathbed. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I would make a Dallas Buyers Club joke, but I'm not going to. Um, so this quote comes from the defensive coordinator of the University of Washington. I would say I'm different from those guys. I grew up with my dad. Being a son, you're always kind of in the shadow. When he left unnamed Midwest City, I was like eight. And so ever since then, I tried not to be him. I want to be me. I don't want to be my dad. Okay, can you, can you read it again and give us the context? So this is the, this is the defensive coordinator of the University of Washington talking about their dad. I would say I'm different from those guys. I grew up with my dad. Being a son, you're always kind of in the shadows. When he left... Cleveland, context clue, I was like eight. And so ever since then, I tried not to be him. I want to be me. I don't want to be my dad. It's Belichick. Belichick's yeah. kid. Steve? He just took Steven Ratboy yeah. Belichick, yes. He just took okay. a job, right? He took he's yep. a DC out there now. Yeah. I mean, one year in and you went to the college football playoffs. Like, I mean, you can't be doing too bad of a job. He no, I think didn't he just take he's, the job? No, he just, just took it. it. Yeah, okay. He yeah. just took it. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's definitely <laughs> but, developed but, his own interesting personality. Or where do you get your the, schemes from then? Like, how do you learn the schematics if you're watching this guy for your entire life? Right. Well, wasn't I mean, Bill you, Belichick's you dad a coach as well? I believe his dad was the head coach at the Naval Academy. So, I mean, are I you guess watching Matt like, Patricia and you're watching name other DCs yeah, that played in New England? I'm trying to think. Yeah, because I guess he is a defense. Romeo Cornell, eat donuts. Yeah, yeah like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with Patricia, I guess probably. <laughs> we got uh, one more here. We got the Jordan rules. And what I'm calling from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s, before he became Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his ass. Anytime he could come to the hole, elbows, feeling him, love tops, we touched him. We're in the head mentality, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. So I showed those guys. It's like, it's like Jordan getting his ass whooped. 
It's not Isaiah guys. Thomas talking, is it? So I know who this is, but I'm going to let uh, Brando guess because I, I, I saw this quote. Are we I, talking? I it was pretty funny. Are we talking a basketball player or a football player? Uh, well, he was talking about how Patrick Mahomes being treated like how okay. the, uh, Jordan was being treated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is somebody who wants to treat Patrick Mahomes like the Pistons treated Jordan. Uh, so we're looking Joey Bosa. No, is he played, played, played a position similar to Joey Bosa. No longer a player. Michael Strahan. Same team. Dexter Lawrence. Former player of the same team. Now into know, coaching. Someone who played with Mike Michael Strahan. Someone Mike who Rable. played with Michael Strahan and won a Super Bowl with Michael Strahan and now is a head coach and now is a head coach in the NFL. Someone who just became a full time. Oh, head the coach. Raiders guy. Uh, what's his name? Antonio Pierce. Antonio yeah. Pierce. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for walking yep. me through the, the bad boys. Yeah. Yeah. 80s Pistons. Oh, cool so, Pistons. We need to apply but, uh, the uh, I'm, Patrick I'm, Mahomes I'm, rule. Yeah, that would be good. A little bit. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we can borrow. What's that Miami Dolphins player who's always Christian Wilkins? Oh, yeah, yeah. Christian Wilkins. Well, maybe we can. Maybe agent. we. He is a free agent. Maybe we can just yeah. bring him in for those games. How much would he take for just those games? Couple a couple of lot. <laughs> couple of couple of Pat moves at the bottom of the pile. Get a roll. <laughs> Pat was like, get rolling. <laughs> it's like the, have you guys seen the clip of the guy who's like, twist his dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the old <laughs> twist. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've had it both ways. I mean, I've had it where I've tackled a guy and uh, he was, he whatever, I guess he wasn't wearing a cup and like the full <laughs> like went through my <laughs> face mask, like dangling an, like a millimeter from my nose. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. What were you gonna say though, John? Before I cut you off about the Patrick Mahomes stuff, I forget. Was it Chris Jones? Somebody's out at the combine while they were running their forty. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Chris Jones. It, it was went it right Chris through. Jones? He wore shorts instead of pants, and he just Draft kept going. Draft stock yeah. increases exponentially. <laughs> okay, I was confused. I was confused because. Like the guy I was golfing with today brought that up and I, I Googled it and it, this looks like it's eight years ago or something like that. Yeah. It was Chris, Chris Jones. Jones, was Chris Jones back in the day. I mean, it's I want to say it was like, it wasn't that long ago. It was what, 2016. So it's a reverse Taron Johnson. Basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> Chris, Chris Jones accidentally exposes himself at the combine. Yeah. 2016. Oops. Ran his 40-yard dash and had an embarrassing moment. That's one of the few times that having slow-motion cameras is not a good thing. That's so funny. Oh, man. <laughs> Oops. Oops. How many guys How many guys out there do you think are wearing cups, though? I feel like I never wore a cup. Nobody. Ever. No. Like, nobody even in Little League, they'd always be like, oh, my God, they're going to cup check you. Never cup checked, ever. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if, I you're, a, if a you're a catcher, if you're a catcher, you wear a True. cup. But, True. like, yeah. other than that, I mean, maybe baseball, I... I I never did for football hockey. or anything. You wear like one that. in hockey. You don't. You don't mess around with that. Yeah, that's probably. But true. football, I never wore one. But anyways, <laughs> all right, cool. Well, that was fun. Chris Jones, uh, keep it in your pants. Hopefully, all the athletes have learned from that and at least have decided to wear compression shorts or something for this combine. They saw the film, right? You got to learn from the film, guys. You got to learn yes. from the film. The eye in the sky doesn't one. lie. 
Right. All right. Well, you guys know where to find us on all platforms at Not Buff Podcast. It's Instagram, TikTok, the ghost of Twitter, and uh, what else is that? YouTube. YouTube's the other one. I was going to remember there's four. Also threads, but that doesn't really count because nobody's on there at all. And right, we'll keep you guys updated throughout the off season. We'll keep going with some new segments, some guests coming up probably in the next couple months. We'll keep you covered until the draft. Like I said, we got the combine this week. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we really appreciate you if you're an off-season listener because we know you're dedicated. No no peasants are listening to Bill's podcast at this uh, this time of the season. So we appreciate it. all you guys. All right, we'll be back next week. And until then, go Bills. Go Bills. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.